the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Live atop Seven Parkway Center in Green Tree. It is the uh, streaming edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you. It's actually the don't touch your face version don't. of The Ride Home. Mike, do not touch your face. Now, of course, as soon as you hear that, you're going to touch your face. Because all I want to do, I heard Ron Cook say this this morning, I can't steal it from him. As soon as he heard that. All he's wanted to do since is touch his face. Uh-huh, right. Okay, so we are apparently, we human beings are one of a small subset of uh, living beings who actively touch our face. Here's an article from uh, today's New York Times by uh, Tara Parker Pope. Stop touching your face. It's a quirk of human nature that we touch our eyes, nose, and mouths all day long. It's also a major way that we pick up infections like the... Coronavirus. If you're keeping score at home, that's uh, mention number one for the day. Thank you. So uh, if you want to improve your chance of staying healthy, what you do is stay away from your face. Scratching the nose, rubbing your eyes, leaning on your chin, your fingers next to your mouth. There are multiple ways that we do it. So says Nancy Elder, who's a professor of family medicine at Oregon Health and Science University in Portland. Everybody touches their face. It's a difficult habit to break. She said that uh, she's had a conference recently where she watched people. She was keeping score. On average, I find this hard to believe, but on average, we touch our face 21 times a minute. What, 21 times a minute? It's like all you're doing is... (laughs) I feel like I have a job and get work done. Mm, Yeah, I know. It's amazing I'm able to with all the face touching. What the heck? Now, wait a minute. 21 times a minute. If I'm touching my face 21 times a minute... Got a problem. The chances of me not touching my face... Are like nil. Since we've talked about this, have you tried not to touch your face? Yes, twice. Yeah. And? In particular, and I have not touched it. But all the other times that I am not going to think about it and will touch Like, how many times a minute? 21. Okay, so 21 times a minute times all the minutes in a day, we're doomed. <laughs> They're saying, if you're tempted, use a tissue. To touch your face? Yes. Oh, I don't want to touch my face with a tissue. And then change your tissue because the tissue's been... Oh, wait. Oh, good yeah. news. Wait, mm. hold on. For those of you watching, and for those of you who aren't, you'd have a good time watching. We're on mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, and also 101.5 Word FM. Look, someone, a nice Word FM employee has brought this uh, box of tissues into the studio. Which generally have been as rare as hen's teeth. Exactly. It's been very hard to find mm, these. Yeah. I mean, not in the world. I just mean right here. here the in, studio. Our, in our studio. Mike, did you bring this in? I did not. Okay. But God bless you. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. And you got some uh, well, disinfectant you. wipes as well, some Clorox. The same person brought both in? Uh, yeah, they were here when we came in on All right, Monday. here. Do you want a tissue? Here, you, you can touch your face oh, with that. I'm dying to touch Boy, my me face. too. I can really, I really uh, want to. My nose is itchy. Much okay, better. but here. But see, then as soon as you do that, you have to throw it away. Right. You can't, like, leave it. Mm-hmm. Can you? No, I'm going to come back. There we go. Look, my phone's going off. Okay. I just want you to know I'm sorry that it's going off, but I had run, ran out of battery. I had right. run. 
I'd run out of battery. I ran out of battery. Let's is that poor that English? Well, all I know is I ran out of battery, and then when it turned on, it started going off. Right. Okay. I apologize. So uh, only humans and a few primates, gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees, are known to touch their faces with little or no awareness of the habit. Most animals touch their faces only. What is that? That's What's your computer. It's not me. What's going on my computer? Oh, oh, that's because your phone's charging. <laughs> Select to choose what happens. There we go. I'm taking it out, friends. I apologize. This is big time radio. <laughs> this okay, my is cat, big time radio. My cat touches his face all the time. Mm, as does really? my girl. Well, they clean their face oh, all the right. time with their paws. Well, he's not a gorilla or an orangutan no. or a chimpanzee. So they're not taking into account cats. Most animals touch their faces only to groom. Or stay, uh, swat away a pest. We do it as a matter of what? Nervousness? I think so. A lack of mm-hmm. anything better to do? Right. Now, here they say, to break the face-touching habit, try using a tissue if you need to scratch your nose or rub your eyes. Wearing makeup hmm? may reduce face-touching. There you go, It's funny John. you say this because today for the first time, because we're streaming, this is the CoverGirl Clean Matte uh, I've been using this, um, what, what is it, oh, powder. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to go for a little example here? I would like to see oh, that, John. Oh, that's bad. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. Boy, it's, it's almost airtime. <laughs> Whoa. How's the sheen? This is what happens I, when your podcast goes video. It's like Richard Nixon with his sweaty upper lip. There we go. All the better. Thank you. Can I be the JFK to your Nixon? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Coming up next. Yeah. Speaking of not touching your face, we're going to talk to Patricia Premick. Patricia's been living in China for the past 10 years, mm. and she has just returned to Pittsburgh. She has been quarantined. She's all good. Okay? Right. But she's going to come in the studio, and she's going to talk about what the coronavirus was like from a Chinese perspective. Right. It's the Petri dish edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned with this. I mean, we're always curious about international mission work and what that looks like. It, unfortunately, Plus, I want to hear what it was like in China and how people are thinking about it there. All right. Stay tuned for that. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. An atom bomb. Not very big, but potent and powerful. That's how our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, describes the Old Testament book of Joel. Go through the Bible this week as we wrap up a meaningful study in the New Testament book of James and then head into the often-looked prophecy of Joel. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to hop aboard the Bible bus this week. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Founded in 1794, 
Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. The world of church construction is rapidly changing in today's safety-conscious marketplace. If renovation or new construction is in your future, don't miss the Worship and Facilities Conference, designed to answer the critical questions church and business leaders need to ask before they build. One day only, March 31st at the Bible Chapel in McMurray. Hear from experts in architecture, construction, banking, audiovisual, plus facility safety and security all in one place, 815 to 4, presented by Salem Media Group. Registration and details at wordfm.com. Of course, we've been hearing an awful lot about the coronavirus and uh, the international effects it has as it's sweeping across the globe. Uh, So a friend of ours introduced us to another friend. Uh, Pat Premick is with us, and she spent 11 years working in uh, Christian ministry in China. And she's with us here live in studio. Now, the good news is that Pat left China before the coronavirus uh, infected her. She did some uh, self-imposed um, quarantine. Uh, quarantine. And um, uh, Pat, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, well, good to be here. I, I got to tell you, we, people knew that you were coming in. Everyone was nervous. <laughs> Everyone thought, oh, what did you do this for? Yeah, you're going to make trouble. But uh, Couldn't you have talked to her on the phone, yeah. they said? <laughs> Pat, take us back. Why were you in China? You lived 11 years. What were you doing there? Yeah, boy, that's a God thing. You know, um, it was really his idea that I go there to work and to minister. And so I went there in 2009 and started studying the language at age 47. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's pretty challenging. Sure was. And I spent uh, two and a half years at a university studying, as well as having a private tutor. Most of my private tutors were also Christian. Nice. Chinese Christian. Intentional? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And um, so after that first two and a half years, then I was... Uh, continuing with private tutoring for the next four years, because eventually I planned on working and didn't want to sound like an idiot speaking Mm -hmm. Chinese. But after my first term of two and a half years, I started doing discipleship. And so then I'm trying to learn the biblical language, right? And so I was there um, technically as a professional, eventually, you know, after a student visa, then I was a professional. I was actually a professor at a university for a couple of years. I have a master's degree from Duquesne and a bachelor's from Grove City. And so I qualified to teach upper level upper level courses Fabulous. for graduate and undergraduate. So go back even further. Before you even made the decision to go to China, mm-hmm. you were working in a professional capacity. You weren't a, a professional missionary of any sort. Not at all. But this was something that came to you. 
it came to me, you know, I'm Pat from Pittsburgh. Who am I? But I sense God asking me to pray. This is 1989, 1989. God asking me to pray for countries based on what I saw in the news happening. Mm. So for historians, 1989, things that our grandparents thought they would never see. The fall of, Ru- the fall of communism in Russia, the fall of the Berlin Wall, and Tiananmen Square. Nice. So I started praying for those countries. And the next year was 1990 when I started at Duquesne on my MBA, but my concentration was international management. And so now we're really starting to study with um, about the different countries. And I think it was still called Word FM in 92. Mm-hmm. Sure. There was a radio advertisement by Josh McDowell for Operation Russia. And I sense the Holy Spirit saying, I'm literally driving in my car, hear a radio advertisement from Josh McDowell about Operation Russia and sense the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to go. Wow. So age 30, got my first passport. Wow. Went with Josh McDowell to Russia and Ukraine and then came back and then flew to visit my friend in Germany. I'm like, well, wait a second. I've still been praying for these countries. How crazy is that? That's so cool. And then in 99, with a parachurch ministry out of my church, they were going to China. And so 99, now the 10-year anniversary mm-hmm. of Tiananmen Square, and now I'm standing on Tiananmen Square. Square. That is gutsy and obedient. Praying for the country. Wow. And so when I would share with my Chinese friends that story in Chinese, some of them weren't even born yet. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, wait, you started praying for us in 89. Yeah, this is God. Yeah. This is what he loves. He loves his people. He loves his countries. He loves the cultures that he created. And so it's really powerful for them to know before you were born, God was preparing me, this crazy foreigner from Pittsburgh, to show up on your doorstep mm-hmm. and to then have a relationship with you. And every single person that I did discipleship with, they were first generation Christian. Wow. That's amazing. First generation. Wow. Let me ask you if the people you talked to about the Tiananmen Square incident knew about it. They did not. It is whitewashed. And you don't dare Google it. Oh, well, you, sorry, you can't Google it. That's right. blocked. You clean. cannot search for it. Otherwise, you will probably have a knock on your door. Why are you searching for that? Or you'll be blocked. You'll be censored. So how careful then were you? I mean, did you feel pressure? Did you feel watched? Did you feel fearful at any time? Particularly when I was working for the university, I thought... Of course, you were not ever allowed to uh, evangelize from the platform. If people asked you questions, you could answer. But I still felt, boy, if I answer the wrong person at the wrong time, I could get in trouble because universities are a massive ground for recruiting for the Communist Party. Most students are a member of the Communist Party because that's just what you do. It's also a part of where you get your jobs. And so um, even back then, and that was 2012 to 2014, but in general, you're trying not to be stupid, right? You're not broadcasting what you're doing, but there was a general amount of freedom as you can have in a communist country. Um, You changed your language in conversation. I changed all my language in all of my newsletters, in all of my emails. Mm -hmm. You just weren't overt about it but my chinese friends they were you know they would be sharing scripture on the wechat app well the wechat app is government owned and they were okay with it but that they were okay with it because they knew what they were risking 
Or because they felt like people they, weren't paying that close attention? They weren't paying that close of attention. But that's changed. But that changed. That changed, um, in my opinion, things really took a turn when Xi Jinping, the current leader, got lifetime appointment. And that was 2018. Um, in that same year, there was also a change from a legal standpoint of the religious affairs. The, the, the religious affairs used to be at the provincial level. And so if you had a, a guy that was kind of swabian, like whatever, and he didn't cause anybody trouble and you didn't cause anybody trouble, you just kind of floated along. If that person wanted to give you trouble, then that province had trouble. And so it was not a standard policy anywhere in the country. That changed in 2018. It went to the federal level. And now uh, Xi Jinping has always been a hardline Mao follower, always. Now he had lifetime appointment. And it started that the Communist Party was literally going back to the Mao era of we are going to control all of civil society. Mm-hmm. Things used to happen that, oh, somebody that you never knew, never heard of, had some problem somewhere out there. And now it was everybody, everywhere, about everything. It was, you will, you will bow down to the Communist Party. And Xi Jinping himself, in his own words, said, you do not need God. You only need the Communist Party. You will pray to the Communist Party, take down God, put my picture on that mantle. (laughs) And you watched this evolution happen. Right. And we felt it. We felt that pressure coming on, on the missionaries. People started being interrogated. People started getting kicked out with 48-hour notice. Because they were Christians. Because they were Christians. So what was it like to be in worship in the early days of your arrival, and then how did that morph into later days? I mean, house churches, or were there larger churches? What was your regular worship experience like? Yeah, that's a great question. Again, this is a very large country, and so Mm -hmm. that answer is not one answer for the whole country. In the city that I was in, which was 14 million people, large city, very large city, there were a couple of Chinese government churches, the three self-patriotic churches. Otherwise, it was all underground churches, and pretty much foreigners, very few went to that. It was too dangerous for everybody. I see. And a government church is not necessarily Christianity as we know it. Is that true? I would say... um, (laughs) <laughs> and that's changed as well. Um, it is Christianity as we know it, okay. except it's the C. It's the CCP. It's the Communist Party first, Communist Party mm-hmm. first, and then God second. Mm-hmm. And the Communist Party is in the process of rewriting the Bible so that it aligns. But it, it, it is Jesus with, born, died, it is. resurrected. It is. It okay. is. And the Bible, the Bible that we know. Well, it has been, but the Communist Party is rewriting it to align with the Communist Party. And so, and to, to be a registered, and that was the other thing that happened a couple of years ago. They're like, they're telling the underground churches saying, hey, you should register because we're going to help you. You know, now that we're at a federal level, more monies will be available for you. And I'd ask my friends, you're going to register? And they're like, are you kidding me? We don't believe that. And the government churches had to be registered and they had to know who all was there. Right. And so that was a part of, you're a part of the government church. And so I for my whole time as a part of the international church. Mm-hmm. We were legally registered and we had one rule by the government. You're not allowed to have any Chinese attend. 
I've, I've been there. I, I was there in 2001 and worshipped at a government church on a Sunday morning. They had police tape and police cruisers outside of the church. And we could walk in as Caucasians, but no Chinese were in there. Mm-hmm. That's standard. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Talk about worshiping at a house church. How secretive was that? How how did that work in your life? Were you fearful to worship in a house church? I didn't go often. Some of the groups actually for, absolutely forbid me from going. Mm-hmm. They said because you were American, because I was foreigner, um, and they could track me. It's easier to find me, right? Right, and so then I'm going to lead them. Sure. To the church. You're because, the fox in the hen house. Right, because these are churches, and most of the workers, you know, they work on Sunday, right? So these people work all, you know, all the time. And so a bunch of Chinese people going into a, an office building doesn't look any different. Right. A foreigner going into an office building on a Sunday morning looks different. And so they said, it's too dangerous for you and us. So a lot of my friends said, you're never allowed to come. Others would say, yeah, you can come. And so it, it might be, you know, in somebody's apartment most times. And so anywhere from 10 to 20. Um, there are other places that had a whole floor where they had a couple of hundred people wow. gathering together on a Sunday. Well, in our in our city, those are all shut down. And they started, um, the police started coming. Well, guess what? The police were coming. So guess what? The police were coming and listening to the message, too. Right. And so, um, in general, they they weren't harming the people. They were taking pictures of them. You had to register. But then there were other situations. In, in our city, there's a very famous church called Early Rain. Um, Early Rain has had 100 people arrested at a time. Uh, currently, they have an elder who's been, um, he's now sentenced to four years in jail. And his crime was that he printed tracts, the the pastor, the lead pastor, has been uh, jailed now. They've committed him to nine years and for nothing other than you lead a church because you are subverting the communist government. And you have no response back, right? No due process. No. No. Right. In fact, the elder thought he was going to be released that day. And not only was he not released, he was then sentenced to four years. Immediately to jail. Yes. We've seen um, photographs of the Chinese authorities with bulldozers knocking down churches. Right. Mega churches. I mean, right. some small. Some... Those will be government churches uh-huh. that they approve to be built, right? Because you wouldn't get it otherwise. And those are government churches. And they've changed their mind. They changed their mind. And they don't have to tell you ahead of time. And they don't have to tell you why. No. And you don't have any by law, right to complain. By law, technically, they are allowed to have a faith. But... Since 2018, it is oppression wow. for everybody. Of course, it was against Tibetans before. Of course, it was then against the Uyghur Muslims. Then it's against the Christians. It's the foreigners. It's the missionaries. It's everybody who's not professing to be a communist party. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to my friends' companies and saying, you have to sign this document and say that you're going to follow the communist party. Because everybody's just like, oh, whatever. But now... Um, yeah, there's a lot of oppression in everything. And this is a government who is able to control people with all of their facial recognition. By 2022, they will have 2.9 billion cameras. Two cameras for every person. And everyone on file. And everyone on file. Wow. I mean, in my own complex, I had those discipleship meetings in my apartment until they put cameras in my complex. 
And now in 200 steps, eight cameras will catch oh me goodness. walking by for some of these complexes. And this was before the coronavirus. When you went to the gate, you had to show your ID, which was passport or the Chinese ID, and say, who are you here to visit? They want to know who you're visiting. That is so scary. That's Pat Premick. She's in studio with John and I. We're talking about uh, what things are like in China right now. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the coronavirus, Pat. Yeah. Let's talk about what it was like from a Chinese perspective. We're happy you're back. Thank you. And nice too. to have you in studio today. Follow us on Facebook. Look right now. You can watch the live stream, John and Kathy Show or 101.5 Word FM. When the brake whistle blows, why waste time on a sandwich run when your crew could have a home-style meat and potatoes meal hot and waiting on site? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides down-to-earth food for hungry crews of 10 or more. Try their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with master roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word. And get back to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. <clears throat> Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects. You get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour during admissions week, March 9th through 13th. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. College Career Path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. See today's best faith-based and family friendly movies all free of charge March 13th through 15th Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Cinemark 18 at Pittsburgh Mills Mall presented by the Speakman Financial Group see the best faith focused films of 2019 plus the highly anticipated 2020 release I Still Believe the Jeremy Camp Story plus exclusive advanced screenings of Selfie Dad starring Michael Jr. visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for showtimes Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. 
tonight. Breezy this evening with a shower in the area early, otherwise becoming clear with a low 35. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a shower in spots in the afternoon with a high 49. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 27. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high 49. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Pat Premick is with us. Pat is a missionary uh, who spent 11 years. Are you a missionary? Wait, Pat's making a face. She's I'm like, she's a missionary. Not a missionary. Come on, you can- She's a okay, missionary. What do you, can, what do you call yourself? Honestly, for 11 years, we never uttered that word. That really? was the M word. Mm-hmm. The M word. But you can say it. It's a scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're calling you a missionary because everybody gets what you, what you But you were there. But you, so she was in China. Yes. yes. Right. So you've been you've just back. You spent 11 years in China. Yes. Uh, the M word is what you could not utter. <laughs> but you were doing, you actually were doing missions work. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... The coronavirus has taken over the imagination of everybody I know. And there's a a ton of legitimate fear and there's a ton of just amped up emotion. And it's impossible to tell when you've crossed the line. right? (laughs) But you've been there and done that. But you were there. You were in country at the time that this all started. So I'm anxious to hear what it was like from a Chinese perspective. This was the epicenter. Mm -hmm. Tell us. Well, fortunately, um, to this very day, I don't know anybody with the virus. Great. Praise God. We were also hundreds of miles away from the epicenter. Which is not very many miles. Well, no, and we're on a train line. And when they Mm. locked down Wuhan and they announced the lockdown, 5 million people left. 5 million people of the 11 million people in the city left. And where where? did they go? 5,000 of them came to my city. 7,500 of them went to Taiwan, and they went everywhere. Okay? So, we did not... I was just looking at my journal this morning. We didn't know anything about this until January 23rd. So, January 23rd... Now, when... Do do we have any idea when the government knew about it? That's where it gets murky, I'm sure. Right. That's where it gets murky. Um, I would say that they're actually still trying to find patient zero. Uh, it was what they were saying was early December. Now they're saying it could have been November. But what we do know, what we do know is there were eight whistleblowers, those ophthalmologists, yeah. who mid-December right. to late December said, hey, there's a SARS-like virus. Dr. Li Wenliang, passed um, who passed away, was one of those people. And they punished those people. And we also know, I literally just posted an article today on Facebook, that on the Weibo and WeChat apps, they started censoring. They started censoring all of that stuff in mid-December. So they knew something was happening. And here's, here's the thing, you know, when people are talking about how great a job China did with managing this, well, I don't know about that. 90,000 people, you know, 3,000 people have died. But here's the other thing that people might have missed. So the Wuhan is the epicenter. Every year before Spring Festival, there's a big potluck. They had that potluck on January 18th. They got permission. Beijing knew about it. Wuhan officials knew about it, gave them the okay to have it. You want to guess how many people were together for that potluck? Mm. 40,000 people all sharing utensils plates 
cups, bowls. 40,000 people. So with potluck, so everybody brings their, their sure. dishes. So almost 14,000 dishes. But just even being together, right? January 28th. By January 23rd, they locked down the city. So the government knew that it was a major issue before then. While the potluck was going on. didn't oh, yeah. see a need to stop the potluck. Right. Because it's like we need – because we have the world's largest annual people migration every single year during Spring Festival. Everybody goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. They did not want to create panic. But you knew something was happening. Right. You knew something was happening. So January 23rd, they lock – down Wuhan. I'd never even heard of Wuhan. It was so far away. Right. right. Not part of your world. No. So from January 23rd until when, when did you know about it at first, get the, get the word that something weird was going on, right. and then that journey forward? So January 23rd, I'm with my, we call each other family, I'm with my Chinese family going to their, her hometown. We're in a private car driving on January 23rd. Normally we would have taken a train. Praise God. Mm. <laughs> We're in a private car. And we see on the news that they've locked down this city for a virus. And we're like, what is going on? And so we're in a village, okay? So we're talking in the village where there's no there's no heat. I'm in a concrete building. We have solar-powered water heater, so no warm showers in the morning. There's no Wi-Fi. So we're hanging out there. And the first day, we went into the village market to get our vegetables and i wore a mask because it was blowing dust on the on the kind of the dirt road and my friend says pat everybody's talking about you wearing that mask Mm. you must be afraid of the virus and i'm like so the so an hour outside of your city they talk a different dialect so i don't understand their dialect they don't understand each other's dialect right and so i'm like i'm really just wearing it because of the dust the next time, everybody was wearing a mask, and they were actually all sold out. Okay, so we're finding out that something is mm. going on. My friend from America gives me this website mm. by Johns Hopkins University that's publishing this information. So every day, we're looking at this app and seeing the cases. And on January 29th, we were supposed to have – her sister had gotten married, and we were going to have in their hometown a wedding dinner. And I'm like – I don't think we should do this. <laughs> and, and she says, yeah, my mom and I just talked about this. Uh, we don't think we should do this either. And then the, like the local mayor comes around and says, no large get-togethers. That's all you do during Spring Festival is have large get-togethers. You literally go from house to house and have meals together. Well, you're not doing that. We found out in the midst of this, seven people came into our village from Wuhan. And did you know what the virus was called? Did you know what it was at that point, or did you? It was was it this mysterious? I think it was sickness? called coronavirus, but who the heck knew what that right. was? Sure, you know, all we're seeing is these cases are jumping and jumping, and and all the sudden. And the only reason you know that is because you're you're looking at the Johns Hopkins website, yeah, which is they, the same website that Mike had up on our right, right. on our uh, Facebook feed yesterday, right? So um, we weren't getting a lot of information from the Chinese side uh, at that point, and. Um, and so on that on that app you can you can then click and see the different localities and so I clicked on our city of Chengdu and my friend says yeah that's not right and I said how do you know because we have friends who are doctors there mm. that's not accurate as a foreigner do you have different access to information because of email and some small portals that um, mainland Chinese don't 
Absolutely, because I have a virtual private network. You would not live without a VPN in China. I mean, I couldn't even buy a book off of Amazon because it's like, oh, you're from China. We're not going to let you buy that. So you had some access that a regular Chinese did not have. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. Okay, so then at what point did you realize this is serious? I better make some plans. Well, so at that point, I knew that I was leaving the country, but my ticket was out March 25th. This was pre-planned. This was pre-planned literally just the middle of January. But I knew I was leaving the country. God had been preparing me for this over the last two years. His presence and direction has been amazing, right? And so I'm sitting here saying something serious is going on. And we're talking about are we even going to be able to be allowed back into our city? Or are they locking that down? Because we don't know how far this is going to go, what's happening. And I said, look, if I'm going to be on a quarantine, at least let me get to a heated apartment that has hot water with my cat where I have Wi-Fi that I can do something. Because I do not want to be stuck in this village. (laughs) And so we're debating January 29th, January 31st, because we're just watching these numbers inch up. And they're like, well, Pat, it's really bad today. So, so let's not leave on Wednesday. Let's wait till Friday. I said, guys, it doesn't matter when we leave. It does not matter. This is not getting better. Mm-hmm. These numbers are not going to go down. I think we need to leave on Wednesday. We can't drive on Thursday because of they restrict your license plate one day of the week, right? So it's Wednesday or Friday. And I push them to leave on Wednesday. Praise God. So, when we were driven down, our day of driving was gorgeous. That night it had snowed. The next day, that road was blocked. I'm like, wow, God, thank, thank you. you God. So, we leave on Wednesday, hours later, blocked. That road is blocked. They are not letting anyone, anyone, in or out of the village. <laughs> I almost got stuck in a village with an expiring visa. Praise God, we got out, right? Because if you can imagine, I'm in a city of 14 million people. We have hospitals. Some of them they consider good. Others not so good. But these villages, they have nothing. And so they have got to shut down all these rural areas. Because if it gets there, there's there's no resources. Everyone's there's no decimated. Help. Right. And so we find out that that road and out was blocked. Like, Oh, my goodness. Thank you, God. So we get home, and all that we're allowed to do, go buy food every couple of days and stay in your apartment. Pat Premick is with us. She just back from China. We're talking about her work there over more than a decade and, of course, the coronavirus, which is enveloping the country and has now found its way internationally. We need to take a quick break. Yeah, make sure you find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or 101.5. We are streaming. We would love to uh, hear your comments about our conversation with Pat, and uh, we would just love to welcome you into our video community. We'll be back in a few minutes. Pat Premick will stay with us to continue, as they say, the rest of the story. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. When will Jesus return? At any moment, Jesus may come. We're not waiting on any prophecy to be fulfilled ere Jesus comes. And the first event for the church. We're caught up to meet the Lord as the judgment seat of Christ and then the marriage of the Lamb. Join us for Adrian Rogers' Triumph of the Lamb series this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. 
This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What are the children eating today? Only tomatoes with uh, tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say give. Dial pound 250 and say give. Or give online at wordfm.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. How can a fully stocked restroom improve your image? How can serviced fire extinguishers or a first aid cabinet make your employees more prepared? How can comfortable work apparel make your business more productive? For over a million customers, the answer is simple. Cintas. Cintas delivers everything you need to open your doors with confidence. Because helping keep businesses well-equipped, clean, and looking their best, that's our business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. You are a blessing from God to me. There's no one else like you. You are wonderfully made with talents and abilities and characteristics that no one else has. And I will do all I can to support and encourage you so that you can become all you've been created to be. You have my blessing. The blessing. It's biblical, and it's one of the most powerful things you can do for your child. Find out more about the blessing at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash blessing. Of course, everyone's talking about the coronavirus and uh, the origins in China. In studio right now live is Pat Premick, who has just returned from China after a, a two-week uh, voluntary uh, quarantine. No, here no, to tell no. The story. February 2nd. Don't freak anybody out. All right. <laughs> I love the February 2nd. And the quarantine ended at noon. <laughs> and she's in here with us no, now. No, no, no. The We're quarantine ended February together. 2nd. So now we feel Shaking hands, hugging. <laughs> uh, Pat, it's just been fascinating. It's been wonderful to meet you, first of all. It's been fascinating to hear your stories of living in China. Um, In our first segment, and if you missed any of our conversation with Pat, you can go back tonight on Facebook and watch the live stream and see it or listen to our podcast, which is available on whatever platform you get your uh, podcasts from. But, Pat, I'm curious about the increasing level of governmental control that you saw when you lived there over the 11 years. And... um, when I was listening to your stories, I was wondering if that were me, how it would change me, how it would change how I think or what I write or what I say to the person next to me. Can can you talk about that? Well, and the sadness of leaving a country literally within 25 hours, because I kept moving All that 
airline ticket up from March 25th to February 10th to the next day. I see. And so now I can't talk with my friends. I can't say goodbye. I did have dinner with my Chinese family. But it was increasingly difficult because, like I said, that those discipleship meetings happened in my home. Well, we can't be seen together in my home. But it wasn't that way when you started the oh, discipleship group. Oh, my goodness, group. no. I mean, I had... I was in a sweet spot for a very, very long time. I loved my ministry there. I loved my friends there. Um, the professional work when I was in management consulting was a great fit. And so it was a rich, rich life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my intention even two years ago to, to leave. leave the country. This was God's idea, and I was shocked when he said, you're leaving. And that was two years ago in preparing me for this. But when you're in your complex and you just meet a neighbor and you reposition yourself to like you look to where the cameras are and you're like let's change our direction so really? nobody can read our lips when you ride your scooter and see the cameras everywhere and and how <sighs> when did that start a- about in the last two years really with, so yeah. with the deep hard yeah. lifetime appointment of president g everything right. altered right yeah. Okay, so wow. did it change your thoughts? Did it change the kinds of things you wrote or the kinds of ways that you interacted with friends? And your prayer life. Um, there started to be a lot of, of rumors uh, in early 2018 of things starting to clamp down. And so you started to feel that stress. Mm, okay. And I started to have fear. And there's also a very very strong defiance rising up in me i'm still processing (laughs) that (laughs) is this me as an american and your colonial and my revolutionary roots collectivism versus individualism is this christian versus communism is it just all of it wrapped together and just i don't respond well to fear and threat Mm -hmm. You know, the fight or the flight, yeah. I think I'm going to fight, and that could get me in some serious trouble. <laughs> yeah. And so um, the pressure that was coming on us, and I'm not sure that our Chinese friends actually understood what it's like for foreigners at first, because we are guests. You are guests in their country, and I have always been above board with legal, with all of my documents, every time I leave the country, the next day I'm with the public security bureau i've back in the country they always know where i live i'm ultra legal but now there's just these threats coming and and you feel it and the chinese citizens themselves i'm sure it's a mix as well are most people have they surrendered are they compliant because of fear or uh, any other things that are going on or is there some sort of subversive underground pushback that's a great question. I can't tell you since I left because I can't really have those conversations. Sure. Mm-hmm. For some of these conversations, we would never have them in, inside a building. Because you knew you were being mic'd or watched. Yes. And- you would have them walking out uh, on a sidewalk somewhere, <laughs> hopefully not under a camera. Uh, mumbling. To have a conversation. You can't have conversations in, in taxis because those are recorded. Um, and so for the people, what's their option? What's your option, right? If you dissent, you get shut down. You get invited to tea, as we say, which means the police have have now come to meet with you. You're threatened. Your family can be threatened. 
what are the options if you're disagreeing? There is no room for dissent in a communist country. None. Period. Were there moments when you thought, I have got to get out of here? Yeah, that was actually um, the summer of uh, 2018. I was in, you know, when you have culture stress, you always have culture stress. Okay, so regardless of how long you've been in a country, um, how familiar you are with the culture, it's still not your home culture. And you feel that stress. And there are times when it goes really high and it goes really low. And my my. I can tell when I'm high when I'm yelling at cars, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here. And so um, I'm not only with an agency, I'm, I'm with a, a denomination. And so our denomination, Evangelical Presbyterian Church, has conferences every couple of years. And I was in Greece, and I needed to get out mm-hmm. of the country. And I needed to be in a place of quiet and beauty. And it was there where people recommended a sabbatical. It was there when my regional leaders, who had been kicked out of another country, said, Pat, if the government says you're done, you're done. And as simple as that is, that brought a sense of peace to me. Because mm. mm-hmm. no part of this was I going to be able to control. Right. Sure. You were completely out of control and completely dependent on God to keep you safe, to keep you hidden, to keep your friends hidden. I mean, there are people who are trying to turn you in spy in my discipleship group at any moment you know you could be done and living under that amount of pressure and stress was incredible pat primick is with us she's telling her story uh, her amazing story of her uh, i would say an escape from china uh, on the wave of the coronavirus which uh, pushed things forward we need to take a a quick break but stay with us pat's with us until the uh, the program is over for this hour for a few more minutes so hope you stick around Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills. I was feeling so bad. I got to a point where I needed some help, so I reached out and contacted Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They were able to take all of my different payments and put them all together. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges. 
charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. And they were actually able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000 in the last 18 months. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Stephanie, and I'm debt-free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. How many times have you invested in something and realized a couple of months down the line that it's not all you were told? They forgot a couple of key details. They didn't exactly tell you what was going to happen. Sound familiar? I'm Colin Plume, and I'm president of Noble Gold Investments, and I hate these stories. I set up Noble Gold Investments with a team that I personally trust to serve you as you learn more about investing in precious metals. Whether you're a millionaire or whether you're struggling to get a handle on your investments, we have thousands of clients in every income bracket. Noble Gold Investments customizes the recommended solution to fit your unique situation. We help our clients with their 401ks, their IRAs, even with collector's gold and silver that they want to keep at home for emergencies or maybe an investment away from the banks. We'll safeguard your wealth and we'll make sure you're okay whatever happens out there in the markets. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Noblegoldinvestments.com. Pat Premick is with us. She's been with us the entire hour telling this amazing story of uh, God's work through her in China. And Pat, with just a a few minutes left, the timeline uh, that you were looking to leave was increasingly being squashed. You made it out of China by the hair of your chinny-chin-chin, didn't you? Yes. So originally it was March 25th because my visa expires the end of March. And then it was February 10th. And then on February 1st, it became February 2nd. Now, what happened on February 1st? I got up at 4.30 in the morning to go to the bathroom. And I saw, I turned on my phone and saw airlines were suspending all flights in and out of China until after the end of March to April. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my visa expires. I literally booked a flight for the next day. I'm at 4.30 on, in the morning. At 4.30 in the morning on, uh, through Skype with United Airlines. Thank you very much. Thank you. And 25 hours later, I left my apartment. I sorted my house for the movers to come. I sorted everything that I needed to be packed that I wanted to take with me to Taiwan. Friends came over and gave me cash to pay for those movers. Other friends came over, picked up my cat and said, we will watch her. And then I flew to America, which now I had to find a self-quarantine place. And I'm putting all this on Facebook. And people prayed. Mm. They prayed. Yeah. Right? They're like, Pat, our churches are praying for you. I don't even, I've never been to your church. But it's the prayers of mm. the people of God that got me out. It was amazing. Now and you, then I, now I you said, meals. And, you oh. said you had a friend who was also considering leaving. And she yes. said, well, no, I'm going to wait a little bit. She was going to wait till that afternoon on Saturday, February 1st. And there were no tickets left. So she's still there. She's still there. And she's fine. Oh, my gosh. What about going back to China? Is that in your future? That is not in my future um, because I'm sure they know who I am now. So, so you're outed. Target. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Never to return, probably. I doubt it, unless there's a regime change. Mm-hmm. So with all things, when you spend all that time there, there were many things that you had to love about China. Absolutely. The people the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful friends. Literally, my best friend is a Chinese person that I'm not sure when I'll see again. Hmm. Or their kids. Yeah. And the odds of them coming, leaving China? I don't know. Uh, Right now, they're not back to work. Mm -hmm. Um, All small and medium businesses are really struggling. I see. So, Pat, 
what can we pray for? <sighs> yeah. So I'm in the process of moving to Taiwan to to do work there. But for the people of China, they are between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. Pray that Christ arises. Yes. This government wants to squash God. Of course, we know that that will never happen. Right. The last time they kicked out missionaries, Christianity grew. Right. And so persecution grows Christianity. Praise God. Praise God indeed. Pat, it's been a joy to have you here. Surely Thanks for coming so in. Appreciate it. Yeah. God is with you. Thank Amen. you so much. I'm into that. Pat Premick, um, just fabulous. Yeah, if you missed any part of the hour, find us on Facebook. You can watch the live stream. We're as soon as it's live. over, you can start it again. Um, or check out our podcast on all the platforms where you normally get your podcasts. We'll take a break and reset for the 5 o'clock hour. Terry Tim is with us. Don't miss this. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Polls will be closing in a couple of hours in some states on this Super Tuesday. Voters in 14 states are going to the polls today. Washington State reporting additional coronavirus deaths today, bringing the total to nine. All of the COVID-19 deaths in the U.S. so far have been in the Seattle area. Symptoms include fever, runny nose, cough, and breathing trouble. The death toll from tornadoes that ripped across Tennessee climbing to at least 22. The storm struck early Tuesday as families slept. The twisters destroying more than 140 buildings and burying people in piles of rubble. Stocks fell sharply today after an emergency interest rate cut by the Federal Reserve Failed to reassure markets racked by worries of the coronavirus. The Dow was off 786 points today, the Nasdaq down 268. This is SRN News. The following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amber and trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonials based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US and ULO 52 weeks 71419 by UPC. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton. All my life, I've had energy. Energy to win gold and raise my daughters. But when menopause hit me with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. Then I discovered Amberin. Amberin is clinically shown to relieve 12 menopause symptoms. In fact, in a clinical trial, after 90 days of using Amberin, 91% of women had reduced reduced hot flashes, 87% had better sleep, 77% had more energy. Amberin is estrogen-free. I like the fact that Amberin is not a drug and that it's clinically tested, safe, and effective. Now, thanks to Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My night sweats are less and my energy's back. Amberin works. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine stores and see why Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Hello? Is this thing on? Okay, uh, could I get a little more volume? Whoa! Whoa! Okay, never mind. It's fine. Just there, right where it is. Hey, if your AV system sounds like this... Or if it sounds like this... Or if it sounds like this... You need... Good sound. Uh, Guys, I think we lost... Uh, Okay. Hey, we're back. You need good sounds. Good sound specializes in design and installation of audio-visual equipment for churches and schools. You might not need new equipment. An expert adjustment might be all you need to get the most out of the equipment you already have. So visit goodsounddesign.com. Oh, come on! Uh, That's goodsounddesign.com and click the $99 evaluation to schedule a general tune-up and review of your current AV system today. Because remember, if it can't be heard... (sighs) 
Let's try that again. If it can't be heard, it can't be good. Good sounds. Book now at goodsounddesign.com. Wendy's has been showing everyone how to do fast food right for 50 years. And now they're showing them how two for fives are done with Wendy's two for five. It's the only one where you can get Wendy's fresh, never frozen beef and that Wendy's spicy chicken you crave. Pick two for five bucks. Choose between the Juicy Dave Single, the Tasty Spicy Chicken Sandwich, 10-Piece Crispy, or Spicy Nuggets. Come in today and taste how a real two-for-five is done, only at Wendy's. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Price and participation may vary for a limited time only. Dana Gresh presents the True Girl Pajama Party Tour, a live stage event for tween girls and their moms. Through live worship, deep Bible teaching, a fashion show, and more, it's the most fun you and your daughter will ever have digging into God's truth together. The True Girl Girl Pajama Party Tour with Dana Gresh coming March 6th at the Cornerstone Ministries in Murraysville, 6.30 to 9 p.m. Tickets on sale now at mytruegirl.com. Tonight, breezy this evening with a shower in the area early, otherwise becoming clear with a low 35. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a shower in spots in the afternoon with a high 49. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 27. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high 49. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks. Thanks for being here with us. We are streaming live on uh, Facebook. Look for us at uh, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Say something when you come and join us. Yeah, we'll try to uh, We'll try to respond as well, okay? Listen, we had a terrific hour with Pat Premick. If you're just joining us, uh, she spent 11 years living in China. She just came back at the very beginning of February. If you want what it's like to be in China right now, how they responded to the coronavirus, what that atmosphere is like, Man. you have to listen to the last hour of our show. I mean, it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you can listen to our podcast on any of the platforms. You can watch us later on on Facebook, either at The Ride Home or 101.5, but seriously, don't miss it. Yeah. So... Uh Shockingly, a tornado came into Nashville, Tennessee last night. Now, we have friends. We have good friends in Nashville. Uh, and the, the good news is- A couple of good friends of our program. Yeah. People have said, I'm okay. That's you know the power of Facebook and social media and whatnot. But uh, I, the last I heard, more than 22 people have been killed. It's tragic. Surely it is. I mean, the power of that tornado yeah. when it comes in. And in the middle of the night when right. it's not like you have your radio on and no. you're going to be listening to somebody tell you to get out. And it came right through the downtown area as people were in their beds or, you know, just holy heck, just took the whole city by yeah. total surprise. There's no well, there's no defense against something like mm-hmm. that. You are just waiting for the wave to hit. Say what you will about Western Pennsylvania. We live in a place that is immune from a we lot of natural disasters. atrocious levels of sunshine. And by mm. that, I mean hardly any but... Not a lot of tornadoes. Not a lot of tornadoes or hurricanes. When, you know, when flooding's my, minimum. When my daughter was growing up, we used to say, so what's your favorite thing about Pittsburgh? And she'd say, no volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Seems like a random thing. Let, but... let you, as we're talking, you know what I want to do? What? Touch my face. <laughs> I do. I want to touch my face. Okay. The New York Times has published an article today called Stop Touching Your Face, the number one thing you can do to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Yeah. And of course, since we read that, we're consumed with this need. 
I mean, in in the first segment with Pat, I was sitting on both mm-hmm. of my hands like this. Because you get a little itchy, was, right? You get a little. I have. I just. What about my ear? Can I touch my ear? Is my no, my ear isn't my face? Can no, I touch my ear? To be healthy, just stay away. Okay, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. All right. Speaking of staying away, Chris Matthews is going to be staying away from his show mm. uh, Hardball mm. yeah. on MSNBC. Last night, he resigned abruptly on the air. And then got up and walked off. Right. Went to a commercial break, came back. There's this poor guy sitting there, who d- who's- stunned, thinking, wait, what? What? now it's my show? So here's a guy who spent his entire uh. career on broadcast television. What a way to end a career. I mean, what It's what really a poor mean to the person who's sitting next to you. It sure it's is. Really? Like, don't, don't you ever do that Oh, I would never. That I would me. never. Please, you, for the same Mike, as well. Mike, you neither, Okay. If anything monumental is going to happen, let's make it after 6 p.m. Eastern. Although there have been times in the middle of a show that you've taken ill. I right? have taken ill. And, and, and I disappeared. Have. I have. I During have a commercial break, break, you walked out I and was... you collapsed in front of the boss's door and were laying that there. That was years ago. Yeah, all of that. Was. Recently, though, when I came back from Indonesia and I had um, what I would call Indonesia's revenge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, during oh, yeah. one commercial break, I ran down the hall uh-huh. so fast. I can't even tell you how fast. Clutching some Pepto-Bismol, <laughs> which was nice. I didn't know if I was going to see you back again, but boy, I was happy to see you walk in the door. Oh, my gosh. All right, so it's Super Tuesday. Oh, yeah, Woo! Super Tuesday. That was my like excited yelp. I don't really know what to say about well, it. Well, we sort of miss out. Pennsylvania misses out We're on so all the We're so late. Don't our we? primary means nothing it's to like, anybody. It's like November 1st. I know. Is our what primary. is the point? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So we got California's the main prize. And Texas. Texas, but Texas only has half the electoral votes yeah. that California does. And it looks like, according to polls, which mm-hmm. mean nothing. No, nothing. I think we should stop polling. That's a little. That's one of my my. But you like to be pulled. Heart longing. I like to be pulled about things that don't matter, like television and radio. Okay. And movies, I'll be pulled about. I mean, those radio matters. I would no, back no, but that up. you know what I mean. I don't want to be pulled about who I'm going to vote for, and then see all of the data published in the newspaper the next day, right, like it's right. some sort of actual truth. I haven't voted yet. Anyway. Yeah. According to polls in California and Texas, Bernie's in the lead. Apparently. Wrong. Uh oh! <laughs> Holy smokes! Okay, fourteen states are doing this. Mm-hmm. All right? Are you going to watch tonight? The results? I think come you in? have to watch tonight. Yeah, you got to so see things come in. I mean, I like that. Yeah, me too. But what about the you know the the polling you know the exit polling stuff? That's kind of like a party pooper, don't you think? I think people lie. I hope they do. I think they lie. All right, okay, good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks to me like you know unless there's this last ditch you know grab that it's going to be in. November, probably Bernie and, and Trump. There's no you way think? that's going to happen. You don't I, think? I cannot believe that's going to I cannot imagine the Democratic Party will ever allow their nominee to be Bernie Sanders. Okay, I told you this earlier. So Elizabeth Warren said the reason she is not dropping out is because her numbers say that no one is going to have enough delegates to secure the nomination by the summertime. So it'll be chaos. So in with chaos... Then She's going to swoop in and get it herself. Right, exactly. The fifth grade teacher who's scolding you Fabulous. all the time is going to be the Democratic exactly. nominee for president. I don't know. Where's your hall pass? I, I don't know. I think it's... Since you know, I'm not a Democrat. I'm a registered Republican. You're you're a registered Democrat. Oh no, you're a registered Republican. I am. So this isn't our party. So this is kind of enjoyable. It's kind of fun to watch. I mean, when it was our party last time, mm, I, I don't think I slept anxious. for six months. No, so no. this is this is like watching a game where your team isn't playing. It truly is. It's like the Super Bowl this year. I loved everything about it. <laughs> After it was over, I thought, can we watch it again? Yeah, I want that some was, more chips. That was so much fun. <laughs> we'll take a break. What do you say? 
I think we should because Terry Tim's in the on-deck okay. circle. Gifts of the Wilderness. Terry Tim will join us in just a few minutes from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Hey, uh, tell your neighbors, tell your friends, we're streaming, so look at our mugs. I don't know. Correct. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge. March 13th through 15th, Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Cinemark 18 at Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. See the best faith-focused films of 2019, plus the highly anticipated 2020 release, I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp Story, plus exclusive advanced screenings of Selfie Dad starring Michael Jr. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for showtimes. 101.5 WORD. As creator, Jesus is already king of the universe, but each of us must individually choose to acknowledge him as Lord of our lives. That's our subject as we come to the end of our study in Ephesians 1. Listen all this week to Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. For your next client meeting, instead of worrying about where to get lunch, why not relax and get down to business? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides truly delicious value to satisfy hungry clients and colleagues alike, like their bestseller, roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit CookedGooseCatering.com slash word and get to work. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. The world of church construction is rapidly changing in today's safety-conscious marketplace. If renovation or new construction is in your future, don't miss the Worship and Facilities Conference, designed to answer the critical questions church and business leaders need to ask before they build. One day only, March 31st at the Bible Chapel in McMurray. Hear from experts in architecture, construction, banking, audiovisual, plus facility safety and security all in one place. 815 to 4, presented by Salem Media Group. Registration and details at wordfm.com. Terry Tim is with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry is a regular guest on our show, one of the a few people who join us for the entirety of the hour. It's a, it's a vaunted special position to be in, Terry. No pressure. Oh, my gosh. What, what, what a setup. That's, that's how we're starting here. No we pressure. Are. No pressure, Terry. We're up here. Wow. Okay, we can't go down. We're going to go up. Well, and this is, this is my first experience 
in the live Facebook streaming. I don't even want to look. There I, I am, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I was so concerned. I was at, I was at my office right before I came, and I had blocked. I had parked a couple blocks from my house, and it was pouring down rain. And I left my umbrella in the car, and I'm like, Oh no, my hair's gonna be all messed up for John and Kathy. How's it look? It looks great. Did okay. It looks great. Absolutely really. great. But that's why we have that stylist outside <laughs> who's just right. helping us right. all. Someone just came right. in to put but powder I didn't on get me. Any that assistance. is not true. It's just that for you two. It is. Yeah. Got, it's part of your contract. It's limited resources. I have to admit, I had to sign a release form. A model form. A yeah. model form. I'd never done that before. Yeah. I'd never been considered a model. It's actually called model form. Oh, yeah. Right. It said yeah. model name, and I got to write my name. Do you feel good to, about that? I do. That I, was like, that was a huge right. win for me. At the bottom, it says, the check is in the mail. <laughs> right. Seriously. Uh-huh. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. Well, it's, Terry, it's exciting. It, it's good to have you. We get to see you once a month, but our listeners, you know, hardly ever get to see you right. unless they're going to Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Anyway, find us on Facebook, 101.5, Word FM, or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Bring that mic in a little closer. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. bring your mic there in. Go. There you go. All right. So, You've been thinking about gifts in the wilderness. Now, we all, I mean, John and I were talking to Pat Premick. Uh, in our last hour, we spoke to a woman who's lived in China the last 11 years, literally, like you said, John, escaped by the hair of her chinny-chin-chin getting out uh, just a month ago mm-hmm. while the coronavirus was clamping down on uh, different parts of China. And the part that she was from is the one that was being clamped down on. So we heard all that. Talk about being in the wilderness. I feel like I should say nothing after that last hour. <laughs> we should just have a segment of silence after listening to Pat's story. I know. It's remarkable because her story illustrates this this principle. That's a biblical principle. We see men and women in Scripture and throughout church history and in the church today who experience the presence of God in profound ways when they are in the wilderness. Sometimes that may be a, a physical desert I mean, like a real Mm -hmm. wilderness, uh, a period of isolation and solitude. But sometimes it's the it's the wilderness where you you wonder you could be in a city of 14 million people, but you wonder, where is God in the midst of this? Am Mm -hmm. I am I left to my own devices? Who will lead me? Who will guide me? But in those spaces, God historically does remarkable things by, by showing who he is and showing us who we are in him in those wilderness spaces. It, there's, it's a counterintuitive space. Right. And so what I hear when I hear Pat's story and this wilderness story is that, that in many ways she was wholly available, that she was listening to God, whether God was ready to speak to her or not. She was willing and, and ready to be there, and she was obedient in that moment. God is always ready to communicate to us. God is a God of revelation. It's one of the most remarkable things about the God of the Judeo-Christian tradition. God is not hiding. God wants to be known. The only question is, am I open to hearing from God? Am I in a place of receptivity? And that can happen in a lot of different ways in a lot of different spaces. But sometimes the clarity of, uh, of insight to hear from God when we're in the wilderness, it's it's unlike any other space in that leanness of the wilderness. Again, wherever that is, physically or metaphorically, sometimes the voice of God just shouts to us in that mm-hmm. space if we're open to it. And I think Pat's story was very illustrious mm-hmm. of that, of mm-hmm. that reality. We can be in a wilderness through a bunch of different uh, sort because of different circumstances. 
So she was in it because of the encroachment of the coronavirus and um, the overarching power of the Chinese government. But any of us can be in that wilderness space because of sickness or because of the loss of a loved one or because of the loss of a job or whatever. You feel like you've been exiled, wandering. You're right. Sometimes we can choose that wilderness experience. We can we can choose to walk away from the busyness, the hectic pace of life. We may, may, may go on a retreat. We may choose intentional silence for a particular period. But you're right, Kathy. Uh, sometimes it, the wilderness happens because of life circumstances. And we can be transported to the wilderness sometimes one phone call, mm-hmm. one text message, one news, one decision that changes everything in the short term or the long term. And my human tendency when I get in those spaces is to withdraw by myself rather than withdraw mm-hmm. and say, okay, God, what, are you, mm-hmm. what do you want to say to me in the midst of this space? And when I have that awareness that, okay, I'm in a hard place, I'm in a deserted place, I'm in a lonely place, maybe, maybe God really wants to get my attention here. And so uh, I, 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 how do I tune my heart to God's voice mm-hmm. in, in that space? And, and that, that's the invitation that we have, not to run away from God, but to actually run toward God in the midst of that wilderness. Mm-hmm. But Jared, don't you think it's, that a lot of people think that God doesn't speak to them? You mean it all? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I believe God speaks to me often, regularly. I feel it. I know it. I, the truth of the matter. But I think we've talked to people over mm-hmm. the years that people have gone, well, I've tried to talk to God, but God doesn't. But I still want to be faithful to that. Or there are people who are in denominations that don't believe that that's that God does that. Right. That's a sad story, but I, I've heard that as well from from people. They they desire it, but for whatever reason, they haven't been in a space where they feel like mm-hmm. they've heard from God. Church fathers and church mothers, even highly spiritual people, devoted followers of Jesus, have actually gone through seasons when they have made it very yes. clear they haven't heard yes. from God. So it's not that we are always in tune with God. We're always hearing God's voice. Even I, I remember, you know, reading about Mother Teresa, her journals coming out right after her death, where she went through long periods, weeks, months, even years, where she felt she did not hear from God at all. So that is the reality. Some, sometimes we are really in the, you know, there's that inner testimonial period of, you know, from Malachi to Matthew, they call it the 400 years of silence. Sometimes we find ourselves in really in that desert period. Now, can I break in, though, for people who are listening who aren't believers, you know, someone who's just turned on the show and they're thinking, what? Like, what they, these, these people really think God talks to them? I mean, can you guys share about if you feel like God has talked to you, what that's like? Are you hearing a voice? Are you do you, you know, hi, this John, this is God. Like, what's that like for you? Have I heard God's voice? Yes. Um, Audibly? Yes. Now, I've heard God say my name. I was alone in my apartment Mm. years ago. Mm. And I tell you, surprisingly so, I heard God say my name. And, of course, I sat bolt upright. (laughs) I bet you did. (laughs) And there have been many times, many, many times, countless times, where I feel... The power of God surrounding me, so much so that I'm in direct 
communication with God, and there's not words that are taking place, but I truly feel the power of his presence and love in my right there at that moment that unmistakably God is with me. So yes, I do I do know this. Terry. That, that, that's, that's powerful. I, I have never audibly heard the voice of God. But what you said resonates deeply with me. I believe that God has communicated to me apart from audible sounds. That this idea of God's presence being so real, so tangible, more potent than the air that I'm breathing. And that comes to me in terms of guidance, making decisions, having a sense of God's direction. Often that happens, not as often as I would like it to be, but it has come at critical seasons when I'm trying to decide a pathway. I I sense God's direction. And having confidence in that. Absolutely. It it could be a hard hard decision, but knowing that I have received communication, uh, and that would be the word that I would use, communication from God. Maybe maybe that's a better word than God speaking, Mm -hmm. because I think when we use the word speak, like what language does God speak, right? Right. What did he sound like? But it's, it's this communication. But I think for me, the communication has been more this reality that I am with you. I am for you and I will care for you. That has been uh, a life changer for me, that God has made God's presence known to me. He has communicated that clearly, and that gives me hope and confidence. And the com- yeah, the confidence, I think, is because in those down times or bad times or lonely times or harsh times, the confidence that God has been with me and he will continue to be with me has been my hope. Right. What about you? I've never heard God's voice. But I have – there are certain – God has has – imprinted a sentence like a sentence in my language <laughs> in my head and i had no question it was him uh-huh. it was weird yeah this is not for anyone listening and they who, who you've never had an experience with god and you think we're a bunch of wackos i will tell you it is weird it is supernatural it's not something that you it's not something rational i can explain to you but i remember it was so the the moment there are probably maybe six times in my life that this has happened and I remember them all extreme with extreme clarity, and I and I had no question who it was, mm. and and as soon as it happened, it, each time I thought, well, that was crazy. Mm. I'm sure it wasn't God. What, weren't you joyful? But that well, no, because at first I thought, well, that was clearly that didn't happen. But as the hours went by, as the days went by, I had no question mm-hmm. it was. Okay, so so knowing that God is with you. That confidence, which I would say the three of us, this is, we're not the norm, I would think, for a lot of people, that we recognize this. Knowing that and then having those times where you feel God in the wilderness, that's always a game changer in your life, isn't it? It, it is for me because I, I'm actually, the older I get, I feel like I'm spending more time in the wilderness, which I didn't think it was going to be that way. I thought the older I would get, more. the the more I would live in the lush land of God. But I mean, and particularly over the last couple of years, and and I don't, I'm not sad about it. I'm not depressed about it. 
but it's just the reality that life is hard. There's a lot of brokenness in our world. There's a lot of brokenness in me. And I feel like I'm spending more time kind of in that wilderness space, but God actually is doing something in inside of me, in my character. He's, he's strengthening me. He's bringing more of my true self out mm. because of these experiences. Mm. I wouldn't ask for them, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, maybe even a year ago, but they're coming to me. And, and God, there's an interesting text, and in, in, we're in this Lent season, we can maybe talk a little bit more about this, but in Matthew chapter 4, where Jesus goes to the wilderness and he is tempted by Satan, there's a really interesting uh, phrase at the very beginning of that. It says, and the Spirit of God led Jesus mm, to the wilderness. Right. It's not like Jesus went there like, oh, what am I going to do today? Let's right. walk out into the wilderness. It actually says the Spirit led mm. him. And it's a very strong word. It's like the Spirit of God compelled him to go to that space because God was going to do something in his son to prepare him for what was coming mm. up next. And I do think that God, because God wants the best for us, God wants to shape and form our character, sometimes God says, come on, Terry, come on, John, come Let's on, go. Kathy, I'm going to take you here because there's something that needs to happen in you. I, I want to get your full attention in this space, and we're going to conduct some business here, and it's really important, so pay attention. Excellent. Okay, so yesterday when we started off the show, Kathy and I started to talk about the coronavirus, and I was, like, expressing my fear and my uncertainty about it. But Kath was really strong about not being fearful. And, I, and within that conversation, I've been thinking about um, Pastor Andrew Brunson, who was with us a few, a few months ago on our show. And in the midst of his imprisonment in Turkey, he was crying out to God. He felt abandoned by God. And, and there was a guy who— For you know, a year. For all these people praying for him and loving him and thinking about all this nonstop. I mean— so whether it is a virus that, you know, we're fearful of mm-hmm. or being imprisoned separate from family and, you know, your country and all that, I've not experienced that. I mean, in my white suburban, you know, lifestyle where I've not really been tested, I wonder what it's like when I truly would feel the absence mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. the fear of that, to be truly alone and what my mm-hmm. response would be. Because Andrew Brunson was surprised by his own response. We need to take a quick break. Yeah. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Terry about what it's like to be in the wilderness. If you're in the wilderness, I bet you're identifying with a lot of things that we're saying. So stay close. If you want to watch the show, look on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or The Ride on with John and Kathy. Terry, look, turn around and wave. Hey, Terry. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Aura Maria from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. Do they have any problems with the drinking water? I always worry about the conditions of the water. I don't know if it has holes in the pipes. In winter, they get sick. They might get diarrhea. They might get a stomachache. I believe that is because of the, the water conditions that they have. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say give. Dial pound 250 and say give. Or give online 
at wordfm.com. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 and use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow wrist, elbow wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe it's me. No, it's him. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Elevate your leadership game at the L3 One Day Conference. A day to grow your leadership, your network, your future. 8 to 4, Friday, March 13th at the Marriott Pittsburgh North and Cranberry. Join L3 leadership founder Doug Smith, nationally known master communicator Jeff Henderson, and Pittsburgh business leaders Laura Ellsworth, Greg Weimer, and Bill Strickland, who will inspire and train you and your team to reach your maximum potential. The L3 One Day Conference, Friday, March 13th. Register while you can at L3OneDay.com. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, breezy this evening with a shower in the area early, otherwise becoming clear with a low 35. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with a shower in spots in the afternoon with a high 49. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a low of 27. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high 49. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. From Christ Community Church of the South Hills, Pastor Terry Tim is with us talking about Jesus in the wilderness. In our last segment, we were talking about individually our own experiences about hearing God in our lives and feeling the call of God. But, Terry, you want to focus now specifically, truly, about Jesus himself in the wilderness. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a really important text of Scripture. We find it in Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke. And Jesus's temptation in the wilderness, it really sets the pace for this Lenten season that we're in. And again, as we referenced earlier, the Spirit of God let... Jesus went from a high point. He was baptized in the River Jordan, and we're talking about hearing God, and the heavens opened up. This is my beloved Son in whom I take pleasure, right? Jesus heard the voice of the Father. And then what happens immediately after that, he goes into the wilderness and spends 40 days in isolation. I mean, in the desert, in the wilderness, the 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 word in the Greek for wilderness is the same word where we get our English word hermit, Hmm. hermos. The wilderness is a place where we become hermits. 
And it's a place where we can tune in to God. And so Jesus tunes into the voice of God in the midst of that wilderness. He's confronted by the enemy, the evil one. And that's, I think that's the tension of the wilderness. Quite often there's like this, we experience, just as Jesus did, a cosmic struggle. Where is God? Is this voice the voice of God or is this the voice of someone else? Is it actually the voice of the enemy or is it this voice in my head? How do we sort out who's actually communicating and speaking to us? But the thing I, the thing I love most about Jesus' experience in the wilderness, it solidifies his understanding of his sense of identity. The wilderness in this transition period from 30 years of carpentry work to now doing the work of teaching and healing and preaching and living and dying and rising again from the dead, that that transition point, it's all about his identity. And three times Satan comes and challenges Jesus in his identity. If you are the son of God... X, Y, Z. If you are the son of God, do this, do this, do this. I'll give you this. Right. I mean, so these temptations are trying to get Jesus to doubt who he is and what his purpose is in life. And I think that's the constant challenge that we all face. It's the constant challenge that I face. Who am I and why am I here? And there are so many voices that speak into that space in my life and your life and all of our listeners' life. There there are so many voices saying, this is what it means to be human. This is what it means to be valuable. This is what it means to be significant. And I can get really caught up in buying into some of those false narratives that that I will attach to because I think they're going to give me some sense of identity, value, or worth rather than listening to the voice of God. So the wilderness is not essentially a physical space. It's more a state of mind. I mean, we can be surrounded by people and, you know, be on social media, but we're deep in the wilderness. Oh, absolutely. In fact, sometimes that, you know, we can be more crowded by the world and those voices, but again, isolated. I do think, let me just go back to that, John, for a moment. Though. I do think it's important for us to follow the example of Jesus and disconnect from the world. I think that's a, a critical and lost practice in the 21st century. Okay. Like, there, there are other occasions in the scriptures. I remember years ago I was in Israel. Uh, I was there for six weeks. On, uh, it was my last year of seminary, and I did a deep dive uh, into the land and life of, of, of Jesus. And I remember one day we got in a van, and we drove for, I don't know, an hour and a half or so, we drove in the middle of nowhere. We had no idea what was going on. Our bus driver stopped. Our tour guide said, get out. And we're in this, like, deserted place, like, literally. And we're standing there. We're like, why are we here? There's no churches. There's no archaeological digs. There's nothing here of value. It's rock. Yeah. And then, then our teacher said, this is the deserted place. This is the place in the scriptures where it said, Jesus withdrew from the crowds and spent time alone. And all of a sudden, I mean, it was one of those instantaneous moments, like, this is holy ground. Like, this might have been like an actual place where Jesus disconnected from his work, from his relationships, and spent time in the quiet. And so that that was so instructive for me. Again, 
what does that mean? I mean, you know, one of the disciplines that I've been trying to practice over the last six months or so is, and this sounds ridiculous, but this is really hard for me, turning my phone off one hour a day. Mm, Like one hour a day, like disconnecting from that voice that is trying to tell me something and just shutting it off and say, I'm not going to listen to that noise for one hour and letting another voice tell me who I really am. That's what was happening when Jesus was in the wilderness. The the enemy, I think it was Henry Nouwen, said we all buy into one of three lies. And and actually, we probably buy into all three of these to some extent. I am what I have. I am what I do. Mm -hmm. I am what people say or think about me. I am what I do, yeah. I am what I have, or I am what people say or think about me. Boy, they're all quintessentially American. <laughs> and and I'm sure that I'm sure in other cultures they apply as well, but I just know my culture and I know me, and that is us. Yeah. That well, is us. I, I think it's it's particularly profound in our Western culture, but I would say it, it's it's cross cultural because these were the temptations. Actually, if you think about it, what Jesus faced, the enemy said turn these stones into bread. And part of that is this temptation of, I am what I do. Like, this Mm -hmm. was a temptation of power. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, show what you can do, Jesus. Because clearly he could, he he was was going to show that that was no problem. He has all power. But his identity was not based on what he could do. And so... For some of us, that that constant temptation, show what you can do because that's your sense of worth. Right. I got this. Yeah. I am what I have. Like Satan said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. You can possess all the kingdoms of the world. And Jesus says, no, I'm not going to bow down and worship you. I'm going to get all the kingdoms. I am Lord of Lord and King of Kings. I'm going to obtain all the kingdoms, but it's not going to come in the way that that you are giving me this shortcut. So Jesus, you know, Satan said... You, you can have it all, and you can say, look what I have. And Jesus said, no, no, no. And so how many of us, like, our sense of worth is based on what we have? Mm-hmm. Let me show you what I have. Yeah, yeah. It could be our right, academic right. stuff. It could be our stuff, our possessions. Our job. Yeah, our... Our, what I have. Or lastly, you know, Satan says, jump. I'm going to take you to the high place and then jump off, right? And God's going to rescue you, and and that is going to make you a superstar in this mm-hmm. culture, Right. And that's going to up your, your social media image, right? You're going to get more likes on that. that. That's the temptation. I am what people say or think about me. Mm. That's, a, that's a huge one for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can get caught up and attached to what's Kathy think about me? How, how well did I do today? I mean, I'm, I'm in this preacher world too. Terry right? did a great job. I'm thinking all <laughs> positive you. thoughts right. about Terry. <laughs> we all have our little yeah, yeah, quirks. Right. And, but they significantly shape and misshape who we really are. Right. And Je- Jesus says, come on, Terry, come in the wilderness, drown out those other voices, let me tell you who you really are. That's really good. And then you can then live with confidence and be the person I've created you to be. Mm-hmm. So then that drive into the wilderness, you're saying, is a, a self-movement. I can choose to go into the wilderness, or I can just arrive there by no fault of my own. Or sometimes... I think there's lots of different ways we can get, get into there. the wilderness. We can choose. God can send us. I mean, yeah. That's all the wilderness. We'll take a break. Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We're talking about being in the wilderness, Christ himself or you and I. Stick around. Terry's going to stay with us as well. 
101.5 WORD. Today, everywhere you look, it has become painfully obvious that the walls of our culture are shattered, that the walls of our churches are burnt, that the walls of our families are broken down. Dr. Michael Youssef. The question is, who will be the Nehemiah of our generation? Passionately proclaiming uncompromised truth on leading the way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800- 555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. Terry Tim's with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. <laughs> this is so good. I love this. Isn't it great? This thing. We're this, I'm not looking behind me. I no, just I'm glad you no. give that big. Bo- I love the the logo. Yeah, Terry's talking. Cool. Terry's talking about our live stream on Facebook, <laughs> which you can tune into right now and right. watch. You can find us at 101.5 Word FM or the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Or if you're on your way home, like most of our listeners are, and you want to watch when you get home, just log on to Facebook and uh, you can watch it. Oh yeah, rewatch just, it. It just got a little hotter in here, didn't it, John? It's so yeah. hot in here. <laughs> Seriously, I leave here. I'm all sweaty. I'm wearing these things. 
we're it's talking about work. Jesus in the wilderness, and now we're complaining I'm, about a hot dog. We're in the wilderness. Are. Sorry, Jesus. Good oh, night. Good night. Sorry. All right, so let's wrap this up. We, we talked about. Yeah, wrap it up. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> Jesus, about us being metaphorically in the wilderness in different times, but Jesus was literally in the wilderness, right. led there by the Holy Spirit, tempted by Satan, sustained without food. 40 days. Um, I mean, it, is it a story that's a fairy tale or a fable or is this is this a real thing i believe it's it's a it's a mythic truth it is a true story that continues to be true mm-hmm. uh, it, it's more than ju- i mean it it literally physically happened to jesus there mm-hmm. was a wilderness there was a physical space that he went to Again, when we read those stories, what was the confrontation like between Jesus and Satan? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Satan showed up in a red suit with a pitchfork. Probably not. But, but there's this cosmic battle, and and that's part of that that text is a reminder that there are kingdoms that are in conflict. There's yes. the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. So it happened, but the beauty of it, the truth of it, is it, it continues to happen. Mm-hmm. The conflict. The conflict. Sometimes we can choose to go into the wilderness. We can make a wise decision to step into that space to avail ourselves of God. Sometimes God directly takes us. He moves us. Again, it could be circumstantial, whatever it might be. God pushes us in that space. Mm -hmm. I think the key is sometimes we need to choose to do that. I'm uh, later in this month. We're in in March, right? Yes, Yes, we are. I'm choosing. I'm this is my year. I'm, I'm reading Thomas Merton. Mm, oh, okay. So I started, I, I'm I reading his, his, his journals every day. And as I thought about that, um, I thought I would really like to go to the, his monastery. Yeah. So later this month, I've been there. I'm going to oh, Gethsemane. Gethsemane. I'm going there for four days. Yeah, that's fabulous. And I, I hope I don't encounter Satan there, but I do want to encounter God in that space. I mean, I'm choosing to get in a car, and drive, drive six hours, and to be with the monks in a space of quietness. Yeah. That that I mean, it's a it's a choice to still my life and be quiet. I chose to do it right before Holy Week. I'm going to come back the day before Palm Sunday. Mm. So four days of quietness to prepare me to launch into this remarkable week. I don't I, I don't know what God's going to do in that space, but I do believe that God will show up do something. and do something and communicate something to me yes. that will give me confidence and courage. So I, I believe that, yeah, it, it actually happened. Jesus' encounter in, with God in the wilderness, and, and we can choose to step into that space today. So I'm glad you came in to talk about this because I think on yesterday's show, and I've been thinking about this word, someone was talking just in Quickly in passing, they use the phrase, they use the word demonology, Mm. which I'm taking is the study of demons. Now, I've not delved into this at all. In all of your seminary training, Terry, is there conversations about that, about the study of the evil one? Depends what seminary you attend. I'm sure. So depending on kind of theological spectrums, I never had a course on On demons. demons, but... All theology wrestles with the power of evil, the reality of evil in the world. I mean, 
all Christian theology has to wrestle with that question because it's real. I mean, I'm preaching on a parable this week. It's called the parable of the weeds. It comes right after the parable of the sower, which is really fascinating in, in the four soils. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. God, the sower sows in that good soil, it bears fruit. But the parable right after that is called the parable of the weeds. And the sower sows good seeds but at night while the people are sleeping, the enemy comes and sows seed that produces weed. So right there, Jesus is saying there's a good sower mm-hmm. who is God the Father, and there is an evil one. There's an enemy who's opposed to the things of God. Who And, and the remarkable thing about this parable is it's right there in the church with the wheat. The weeds are right there. So evil is real. I mean, for, for – I agree. For, for anyone Feel to it. discount the presence of evil, uh, I, I can't remember who it was. It might have been I heard R.C. Sproul say this. He said, you know, don't ever say, like, the devil is oppressing you because he said you're not that important because he said the devil cannot be omnipresent. Mm-hmm. But you might be demonized. Like, the evil one has a, an army an army of demons that are there as oppressive forces. So, I mean, unless you're at the kind of the top of the Christian food chain, it's probably not the devil himself oppressing you. But the minions are the there. The minions are there. It's very real. And, and I, I, I think it's – we see lots of different manifestations of that power. I, I'm teaching a class right now. Um, it's a leadership class, and I have students from all over the world. And one of my students is a woman from Zimbabwe. And we're talking about remaining relational with, with friends and family. And she, she, she got me outside of the class, and she said, I'm really struggling with this. I said, tell me why. And she said, because my family practices witchcraft, and I'm broken in relationship with them because they want to kill me. Like, kill her. And I'm like, you're talking like they just want to shun you. She's like, no, they want to kidnap me and murder me because me becoming a Christian has brought disgrace on this village because they practice witchcraft and voodoo. Like, that's demonic. Yes. That is like. Black. Yeah, that's evil personified. I mean, like, okay, we need to have a different conversation. Yes. That's. But, yeah, so evil is real. And I don't think we talk about it enough in the modern church. I, I just, that's just my thoughts. Anyway, we'll take a break. Maybe next, maybe next month we'll talk about that a little further. But Terry, Tim's with us at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We've got a few more minutes. Maybe we'll switch gears to something a little oh, we're lighter. Switching gear. We're right. talking about going to, to the moon and Mars. You don't want to exercise, you confessed on yesterday's show. <laughs> I'm not exercising. But I, but I know you do want to travel in space. I sure do. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies, all free of charge. March 13th through 15th, Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to the Cinemark 18 at Pittsburgh Mills Mall. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. See the best faith-focused films of 2019, plus the highly anticipated 2020 release, I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp Story, plus exclusive advanced screenings of Selfie Dad starring Michael Jr. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for showtimes. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, 
hose, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Tax. We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Milius. Visit launchconsulting.io to learn more. Yesterday's program, yes. we talked a little bit about exercise. It came up because there's this brand new combination of archery and dodgeball Oh yeah, that is available right here in Allegheny County, I'm happy mm. to tell you. And I thought that was a nightmare. And, but I challenged archery you. Archery and dodgeball. Yeah, yeah doesn't yeah. that sound terrible? The, the, I can't um, even imagine mm-hmm. that. The arrows have these, like, these gigantic marshmallows on the end. You know, okay. So. But it's going to be still hurt. So my question, Terry, was to John because he's he loves dodgeball. He has wonderful memories of playing. Do you love dodgeball? I love dodgeball. Oh, man, See, every boy loves dodgeball so because yeah. it makes you feel strong, and every <laughs> go girl, after the girl, and every girl hates it. <laughs> no, he's, the anyway, among us. so I asked John if he was interested in pursuing this, no. and he said no because he said he <laughs> he's not exercising anymore. I'm done. And I said, you mean like what, what are you talking? And he said like forever. I said, well, I mean. The idea of going to a gym and working out holds no right. fascination okay, to but, me. Okay, but however, what but it is, what, it's, that's what they called working out. It's yeah. part of the consequence of the fall. It's right. work. Right. It's okay. labor. Right. Okay, but let me tell you, if this was the carrot at the end of the stick, would it change yeah. your mind? NASA has just started accepting applications from wannabe astronauts oh. who would like to travel to the moon and potentially 
Mars. This is a Fox News story by Charlotte Edwards, and she writes that to be chosen, John, you need to meet a few criteria, and you have to apply before the end of March. So let's get this show no, on these the are like road. Superman, they're going to look for. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to send the first woman and the next man to the lunar south pole by 2024, and we need more astronauts to follow suit on the moon and then Mars. Looking for talented men and women from diverse backgrounds in every walk of life to join us in this new era of human exploration. And <laughs> what I'm excited Johnny about. Kathy, we you have, can do we this have a, together. We have a new graphic. It's available oh, for those my. watching on Facebook. That is this is how we you see you, You can stream John. it from space. No, this is how we see you. This is, I, this may be your future. Very nice. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That's awful. Turn your eyes. Seriously. People, if you're watching I, on I, Facebook, I, don't look. Yeah. I look like I'm in, in despair that I'm never coming back to Earth. I love it. <laughs> I so what it. are the qualifications? What do you have to do? Well, we're running out of time, okay. and I can't tell you, oh. so tune into tomorrow's show. That's good. I'm have glad. a great night, everybody. We're streaming live. Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.